Okay, this week is Parshas Bahalaischa, and we are continuing with our um, our series on kashas in the kitchen. This is part six, kashas at home, and we're going to begin now understanding the halachas that separate uh, meat and milk, uh, dairy and meat, fleshigs and milchigs, and we're going to begin. Uh, with understanding the, the utensils, the pots, pans, dishes, mixers, all, and uh, food processors, etc. And we're going to begin this week with talking about using cold. Then we'll move on to onions and uh, and then we'll move on to hot. But this week we're going to focus on cold use. When the food being used is cold, how does that affect um, milchigs and fleshigs? So one thing that's good, important to know is that the Ramah writes in Shulchan Aruch that a dairy knife can't be used to cut meat, nor can a fleshic knife, a meat knife, can't be used to cut dairy even cold. Okay, so there's one one case that we know clearly that even by cold, there's a restriction against swapping uh, milchigs for fleshigs and fleshigs for milchigs. So you can't use a knife that you use to cut cheese to cut meat, and you can't use a, a knife that you use to cut meat to cut cheese, even if it's cold. Uh, now, you might think, why not? I mean, the knife is clean, right? What should be the problem? So the Ramah says that the, when you're trying to clean a knife, regular cleaning is not sufficient. You need to do a more intense cleaning because the knife has ridges, it has, um, it, it, it's more, it, it, it uh, seems to take in the grease or the the residue more, and it requires something which is called ni'itza bekarka, something we don't really do, but in those days it was a practice to clean something, you'd stick it into the ground ten times, and that would be like, uh, I guess, today's um, modern day, something very abrasive, if you'd use it to, to clean it, like a um, the stuff they used to clean um, ovens, uh, steel wool, right? So that's that, that, that would be, pro- uh, I think the Pais can say, would be an equivalent to that. So, so unless you do the intense cleaning of like a steel wool, he says you can't swap, the, you can't clean a knife sufficiently enough to be able to use a milchig knife for flesh eggs, a meat knife for dairy, a dairy knife for meat, they can't be swapped. And if you actually do cut cheese by mistake with a, with a meat knife, he requires that you sl- uh, shave off a, a very thin slice from the cut. So uh, if you made a cut, in the middle of a, of a hard block of cheese, you would have to shave off a little bit on both sides wherever the knife penetrated and then discard that little thin side. It could be extraordinarily thin, depending how talented you are at that slicing, but that's, that's what he would require. Now, there is a machlaikis amongst the paiskim if this stringency of uh, knives, if it applies to parable food as well. So meaning to say, let's say you want to cut a tomato for not an onion, right? Onions are gonna. That's his own topic. So we'll leave onions for a minute. But tomato, right? Something which is a uh, a parav and and nothing sharp about it. And you want to cut a tomato for a cheese sandwich. And the only available clean knife is a fleshiga knife, which often is the case. And you are cutting it for a milchiga sandwich. So is that permitted? Can you use a fleshiga knife, clean fleshiga knife, on something which is parav? to be used for something milchig, right? Or you want to cut tomatoes and eat it together with your milchig omelet. Um, and the only knife you can find is not a parva knife, not a milchig knife, and the only knife that's available that's clean is a fleshig knife. Can that be used? So according to a number of paiskim here too, that's not permitted unless the knife has been cleaned in this very intense way with, uh, with steel wool. 
Um, now, though, in this situation, if you've already done it, meaning if you sliced up that tomato already with a fleshiga knife, we would not require you to trim off a piece, uh, which would probably be impossible, to trim off uh, slices of that tomato in order to be able to now use it um, for milchigs, because f uh, on a parava item, bidiavod, we would rely that the cleaning you did was sufficient, because it's parava anyway. But we're, we're discussing here l'chadchila, right? You're, you're, you have this tomato in front of you, can you go and grab your clean flesh of your knife to cut it and use it for milking? And the answer is, uh, you should not. You should rather avoid it. And that is very much the minig to not to try to keep knives separate and, and not uh, confuse the gender of the knives and keep milking for milking and fleshing for fleshing. And even if you're cutting something parav, if you're going to be using it for milking a meal, it needs to be cut with something uh, either parav or milking and likewise for fleshings. Um, if you are stuck, though, sometimes on the road, uh, you remember to bring a knife with you, but you don't remember to bring, you know, all three power of milchigs and fleshigs, so there you could be makel, because it is a machlaik sapaiskim. So again, if you're cutting a power of a thing, if you're a shas if you're stuck, you could be makel. Um, <clears throat> Now, this, again, just realize this applies to a lot of things. You know, it applies to cutting uh, vegetables, it, it applies to cutting bread, anything parav. When you want to cut it, you're going to need to cut it with either a parav knife or with the appropriate utensil. Um, there, there's another twist to this halacha regarding switching over utensils. If you have a parava salad that you want to serve by a fleshig meal, okay? So you, you have a salad and you want to serve by a fleshig meal. And as it happens, the only nice bowl that you have uh, is a milchiga bowl. Uh, a lot of times, it's more often it's the other way around. That you have a serving a milchiga meal and the only nice bowl you have, they're all fleshig. You wash them in your dishwasher, right? So you only have these fleshig bowls that are used with fleshig. You make a deli salads in them and, and you've washed them together with meat dishes. So they're, 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 they are actually fleshig. And now you want to use it to serve a part of a salad by a milchig meal. Um, so that would be that would be permitted. It's not the same like cutting a, tomero, a tomato with a dairy knife to eat it with meat and so on and so forth because the bowl doesn't have the same stringency as the knife. The bowl is smooth and we don't assume that it's so impossible to clean. So a simple cleaning is sufficient for a bowl. So even though it's a fleshiga bowl, you can use it by a dairy meal for parav. You can use it by a dairy meal for parav. Now, if you actually wanted to uh, put a cheese sa um, salad into your fleshiga bowl, cold, right? You want to put it in a salad and you want to add cheese to it, or the other way around, you have a milchiga bowl and you want to add uh, deli to it, that you should not do. And the reason is, again, even though it's cold, so bidiyeved, once again, if you did it, not, it'll be you're allowed to eat it and it's kosher. But that's something that needs to be avoided because we try very much to avoid confusion. And uh, e even for cold, where essentially there's no problem, we keep try to keep the differences very clear. The milchig stays on the milchig side, fleshy stays on the fleshy side, because otherwise, as we probably all have experienced ourselves, what inevitably happens is it ends up by hat also getting confused, it ends up in the wrong drawer, it ends up on the wrong shelf, and then it gets used for hat as well. So therefore, the rule is that unless it's an unusual circumstance, we keep milchig to milchig and fleshig to fleshig even by cold. But by the evidence, it wouldn't be ma'akov. Also, if it's a one in a once a, in a blue moon occurrence, like I mentioned um, two weeks ago, when it was before Shavuot. So I said, once a year, you can use your power of a mixer uh, to, to make cheesecake, and it doesn't become milchig because it's just a once-a-year event. So when you're doing something once in a while, so if you happen to get stuck, and the only the bowl you have is this fleshy bowl, and you want to use it for a milchig meal, if it's only once in a while, it can be done. But you can't do that on a regular basis to switch from milchig to fleshy just because it's cold.
that will cause that'll be most likely will cause um, um, additional additional confusion. Um, the the minig to have very clear identifying marks on what's milchig and what's fleshig and what's parav in particular with knives is something which is brought down to Shulchan Aruch. In those days, the way they did it was they would actually carve into the knife charitzim, and there was um, these uh, ridges. So if it was milchig, you actually carve three ridges into the knife, and there's a source for it in Tanakh even. It's an interesting concept. But nowadays, it's green, um, red, and blue for most of us, but don't always rely on that if you're in someone else's house. Not everybody goes with the same color coding. Some people have a different uh, method. Red is not necessarily meat, or yellow is meat. So, you know, be sure to ask before you take um, liberties to use people's knives. Another application of this halacha is with placemats. Placemats that are milchig should not be used for fleishig. Placemats that are fleishigs should not be used for milchig. Now, generally, hat doesn't get on it, so you usually could switch it over. If you want to permanently switch it over, you could just wash it down and switch it over. But the same concept again. We're trying to avoid confusion, and it's very easy for confusion to develop in, 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 in having uh, milchig knives and fleishig knives and, and all the utensils. So again, we are neheg not to not to confuse them and not to not to mix them up. Um, next week, Emir Hashem, we're going to start discussing uh, when it comes to davar charif. So that's uh, anything that's sharp, literally onions, garlic, and then the lesser uh, known applications are possibly um, pickles, uh, hot peppers, uh, ginger, and a number of other things. So Bez Hashem, next week we'll move on to that, and then we'll move on to. Uh, hot and cold mistakes that happen with fleshigs and uh, milchig utensils.